0: So on this second episode, I guess, of the Raw Thoughts series, I wanted to go into, as we talked about a little bit, with emotion, kind of how this began for me, or my own journey back to my emotions went, because I find there's kind of two sides of the spectrum. There's always going to be a middle ground, so if you're in the middle, no worries. There's those who suppress their emotions until it kind of bottles up or they have a breakdown and they call call it like their monthly breakdown or their yearly breakdown where they cry for like the first time like once a year there's those who feel like they cry too much who will cry at like every commercial everything that makes them feel anything and for a long time I was the first one where you know I I'd be like there's my monthly cry I'm good to go now and for those who don't know I lost my mom and stepmom to cancer before I graduated high school. And I found that for me, for the like six to seven years after all of that happened, I was nine when my mom passed away, so I was still unsure what, you know what was going on, my stepmom when I was 17. So from 17, um, you know, until probably 23 or 24, I really was closed off from my own emotions. I felt like they made me weak. Um, and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to stop if I didn't, uh, like, control it, if I wasn't behind closed doors. So I used to suppress tears when it wasn't convenient. And for me, I noticed that I was so worried about, <laughs> really, like, that someone might be able to hear me, like my dad or someone who's, who's not as emotionally open to it but two, that somehow would make me less than by actually touching my own emotions, like actually understanding what I'm feeling. And for the longest time, I was like, I can power through. It's kind of like the, whole, the old hustle paradigm where it was like, you can just power through anything, you can work through anything. And to some degree, you can as, a, as like a human who there's that like phrase of mind over matter and that can be a good thing and a bad thing. And <laughs> for sometimes we use it as kind of like our weapon against our own self uh, around our own emotions when they're meant to be felt for a reason. Um, The issue is when we think about, you know, inconvenient or feelings that aren't acceptable to be shown through society, which are usually sadness, anger is pretty easily still accepted. I find that that was my first... whenever I'd cry I always had to be like angry first because that was the the emotion I saw was more acceptable in society to do first than than sadness. Cause a lot of people don't know how to to hold space for people who are sad because they haven't done it for themselves. So I found that as I was getting into this work around, it wasn't even personal development work. I was already a year or two in personal development, like the spiritual journey, and then I learned about shadow work and inner child work, and that's when like you have to face a lot of your stuff that's makes that's gonna make you cry. And I realized after I started going through this for myself that feelings really are only meant to be felt, but they they can be used as a way to connect deeper with others and and to go on like the business side. It's why like 90% of people or 90% of messaging and copy work that I do with clients is to put that like genuine emotion back into their content, into their offer, into their funnel. Um, Because people always experience emotion or feeling that will stick longer with them than any one liner or good tagline. Do I help my clients create that? Yes. But are the taglines laced with emotions and ways that will help them to connect in deeper? Yes. And I find that there's this over-focus on finding the right words versus finding the way to connect with them deeper. That way the words are almost irrelevant or not the equivalent of making the emotions feel and i find that for those who've been in business for a while at least a year or two um or if you've already been on the space of you you're on the other side where you like to cry or or express yourself fully which i love that um it's finally where i'm at like before this episode or before this episode i was recording i was watching this is us which is just like instant tearjerker um and i find that when you're able to experience this for yourself it makes your life easier it makes your content more connective it's if you want to go down the like metric side it's when engagement gets increased more shares offer interest people actually go to your sales page or ask you questions about it more people are going to be most likely to buy from it because this area of emotion is not going to go away it it never has if you think about it when we Whatever it is you think of the human starting point is, um, our our emotions were there for at once, at minimum to like help us to sense danger, or safety, and they still do that. But we're luckily enough in this age of humanity where we can feel the full spectrum of our emotions while we're in a safe environment to go through that, that then we can use to help others who are needing to or want to experience similar things whether the emotion of like happiness or sadness is. If you want to go in deeper to like what I mentioned around that, the last episode will be really good for you there. But I find for those who have this issue of holding on to their emotion or not, we're kind of like their brain is default. So <laughs> something I'll kind of share into here as well is for someone like me, who the former of holding on all their emotions was, I really over relied on my brain as like my default place to be, as where I like to to sit, where I like to hang out, where I like to be. And I would prioritize like thinking, um, strategizing, catastrophizing. That was my safe space for a long time because what it did is it allowed me to believe I had some form of control over whatever uncertain topic or vision I was trying to create. So for those who kind of find themselves like people who Identify as an overthinker or um, not emotional, I would ask yourself is that actually true? Or is it a coping mechanism that you kind of learned early on, especially for someone who tried to be a straight A student or wanted their parents' approval for something? Was that your way to go so that you could feel like you had control over the situation itself? and I find that's normally the case, is we kind of like get stuck in our brain because we think our brain's gonna have the answer when really our brain is kind of a storage facility. <laughs> if you if you know more about the brain, like it really is just like a really hyper computer version of um, a complex storage unit and meaning making system. So because of that, it's not always great to rely on the brain because it's gonna have its own biases and it's still coming from the space of like are we in danger or not Um, because we have those three parts of our brain if you do want to learn more about that i have a previous video from like a training from a year ago that i give as a bonus for those who are um who sign up for the instant yes workshop you get like a bonus four-part video series and like two pdfs that go over how do you learn more about the psychology of how the brain works when it comes to making more money in your business around like your content and stuff like that. It's very interesting. And I find that uh, it's something that we get kind of, we hold on to as a space to pretend a little bit or delay, delay the inevitable of feeling our, feeling ourselves, feeling our emotions, feeling what our clients are needing us to feel, what our offer is needing us to feel. And it's, ironically, the results and best ideas that I have, and what I find a lot of people do as well, is always when you're out of your mind and in the present. So for me, my biggest ones where I find the best ideas are usually through sunset walks and then through long drives. And that's just because that's when my brain kind of disengages. It's very much a habitual thing, so my brain knows it's safe wherever I'm at and can just relax. And I find that's when I stop also tunnel-visioning myself or tunnel-focusing on there having to be only one good idea that comes from it. And it allows for more space of, you know, the breadth of emotion to come through, but also the breadth of ideas. Like, I find the best, most unique out-of-this-box ideas, which is like one of the main things that people come to me for. They're like, I wanna think about this or have my funnel or message in a way that actually feels good to me, but is unique to me and those always come from that space they never come from me sitting at my computer for the last six hours and like trying to will myself to get there never (laughs) if you listen to the last episode you'll see what I mean by like when the the emotion like the realness comes so for those who feel like they might be naturally in their brain more often what I invite you to do and what I do now is like start to have a different association or connotation with feelings because for me now after years of like feeling the feelings especially when they're inconvenient or when i think they're inconvenient when really they're there for a reason to be felt i love feeling emotions now even when they're inconvenient and the reason why is because i know on the other side of that cry that scream that that depth of emotion that i'll be able to come out on the other side with like a breakthrough or insight that i didn't have before that will either one blow my mind or blow my client's mind because at the end of the day as business owners we all kind of things we go through relate to our people or relate to ourselves so i'm saying this because i find that so many people have an issue with feeling comfortable not just feeling their emotions behind closed doors but how to then harness it in a way that is genuine and is embedded into their content, especially their sales content and priming content, because that's going to stick around a lot longer. And also getting out of their mind. And it's really hard when you've been in the space for longer like me, where you know the sales copy formulas, you know the templates, but you know, and I've seen this, I keep seeing this every single time I work with a client, that every time you try and tell yourself to like, double down on what used to work or a template that you have from a program that someone said they made X amount of money off of, it almost always never works the way you want it to. Sometimes doesn't even work at all. And the reason why is because you're not actually checking in with yourself and you're not actually seeing what your clients need from you and what your clients need to feel in order to create that yes. Like a lot of what I do is helping people to facilitate an experience in their content and their funnel and their offer that's their clients have probably never felt before in that way that's still quote-unquote automated or on autopilot where they're not having to do calls all the time (laughs) because most of my clients want to do a funnel or they want to have a group program or like a one-to-many product where it's not always so focused on their time which means that the content the, the funnel the messaging you have has to be potent enough that it can facilitate the type of intimate sales experience they would have on on a call with you through your funnel, your offer, your content that's kind of replacing that element in your business or in your sales system. So it's even more important for you to focus on this because you don't have the, for lack of a better word, the cushion of what a sales call can do. Because if you think about it like sales calls or anything where it's like a one-to-one experience, you can tailor make that, that pitch to that person right but when you're doing a one-to-many offer when you're doing an offer messaging you really have to rely on like the deeper held fundamentals of of emotion that you can put into marketing and also the more specific type of messaging that you're going to need so that you can wake them up like i said in the last episode like put them back online through your copy rather than always just doing the same thing right a lot of the systems and the formulas and templates that we had before are are crumbling now their effectiveness is crumbling because if you really wanted that if you wanted those templates you can go and get them now right like there's people who are doing it who are doing it now but either you've experienced them and you realize they're not actually working for you or two you hopefully know that that's just your brain's way of trying to create a level of control that you don't have, which is the control of trying to understand how your people are gonna buy, and thinking that this template's gonna be the answer to make them buy, which it's not. It's just a tool, um, but unfortunately, it's a tool that has been overdone and detached from human emotion, which is now needing to be put in. And the reason why I say this is because I haven't spoken about it enough over the years because when I talk to clients about it behind the scenes they're like this makes so much sense because all, almost all of them come to me especially for funnel work where you've probably either created funnel or you've had a funnel before that um, you built from a program that was very template heavy because everyone starts there usually and all that I have to do with them is like always focus on one releasing their idea and their resistance around funnels. And then two is around bringing back in the emotion in a way that you can embed it into every layer, and every level of your sales system. Because it's not just about putting it just on the sales page and calling it a day. This is something that needs to be woven into like every piece of content you create going forward, every call, everything. And it can be easy, and even more so, it can be fun. And the reason why it can be fun is because, one, having someone like me who actually makes the experience fun for you. But two, it's because when you're able to have that emotional connection with someone that's deeper than just, like, love it, like the comments you get that are, like, sounds inspiring, if you can get comments or DMs that are, like, you saw into my soul, I love this one recently, I've been seeing a lot, which is, like, "This, um, this is my medicine that I've been needing when it comes to this topic. Like, those type of things, those type of validations, confirmations, you will not get from doing what you've been doing already. Or else you probably would have already been experiencing that. If you are, kudos. But most of you are probably still on the space of trying to figure out how to bring that in for yourself and for your offer. And if you are someone who feels like you're not uh, artistic or creative, I would challenge you on that. Because to be an entrepreneur, you have to have some level of creativity, some level of a dreamer mentality because this isn't easy for a lot of people um and i want you to double down on that and also double down on the belief that you can use your emotions for good that helps more people like i talk about it in the workshop and i'll keep mentioning this one just because it's the easiest way to begin to start working with me but i find in the workshop i kept back to this over and over and over again which is true like one of the main through lines for why I'm in business is because I want to help more people find good people and it's because what I'm trying to help rectify is the the years of outdated scarcity lack marketing that put a lot of people into nervous system dysregulation into more debt into programs that were really great marketed, but not actually good programs. They didn't get the ben- like the transformation they needed out of it and left them feeling more doubtful of having the solution to their problem than they did beforehand. And like hearing about those things makes my heart break because I wanna make sure that people are able to find the answer that they need and desire. And for a lot of my clients, that's why I only take on those who have a track record of actually helping people <laughs> because this type of marketing can be used for good or evil. And I wanna make sure it's used for good and also to help good people find good people. So I'm hoping that this will touch you or resonate with you in a way that maybe other marketing things probably haven't before. And also give you the opportunity to start asking yourself, like, where have you been holding back when it comes to feeling your emotions and speaking your truth, even in a way that feels inconvenient? And two, how can you begin to tap into this more organic genuine emotion and use that in your content now and see how it changes things for you and try it with sales based content to really challenge yourself because that's usually what people come to me for Um, because anyone can write content but if the content's not strategic or especially sales content like it needs to be felt and I want you to try that for yourself because at the end of the day um, all of this is fun if, to listen to, but if you don't actually take action on it, um, it's not going to do you any good. So hopefully this will help to connect with you even deeper, and I look forward to going over one of these next raw thoughts. <laughs> and if you do want to go in deeper as well for uncovering like what makes your offer unique, pe- please feel free to go and check out the Instant Yes workshop. It is there for you. It is highly specific to what you need to know right now to increase some offer interest and increase... Uh, conversions when it comes to your messaging around your offer and what makes it unique like actually unique not like problem solution (laughs) unique so if you have any questions let me know and i'll chat with you guys in the next episode